Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Danilian's Ventures podcast. Today I have a pleasure of talking to Fintan Costello from bonusfinder.com and today we have a really interesting topic, affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing can be an amazing opportunity for companies to promote their product, but there are a lot of um, misinformation on the internet. So I thought, hey, why not bring somebody in who actually knows well, maybe everything, maybe most of the things we need to know about affiliate marketing and just, you know, talk shop and talk about affiliate marketing, how you can leverage it, what it is, and maybe Fintan can share some of his successes and failures so we can learn from them. So thank you very much, Fintan, for being here and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Artem. I'm very excited. All right, so maybe you can tell a little bit about yourself. What do you do and, you know, sure. when it comes to affiliate marketing, especially like what have you done? Of course, previously? so um, when it comes to affiliate marketing, uh, I've actually sat on both sides of the table. So my, my entry into the gambling industry was to run the online marketing department for uh, an Irish company called Paddy Power, um, mm -hmm. who've since become part of the biggest gambling, online gambling group in the world. Um, as part of my team, we had the affiliate team. So, so affiliate marketing is very, very important in the in the gambling space. Uh, so my introduction to affiliates was was the guy signing the checks. Um, so you're kind of looking at, my God, we've, we've got a thousand affiliates. These hundred guys do all the business. And these five guys are making, you know, six, seven figures a month um, type stuff. So wow. it, was, it was amazing to see just the kind of the distribution. Um, obviously got to know a lot of the affiliates um, during my time there and you know super smart guys very hard working uh, and there was there was a lot of lot of lot of things going on there uh, and we can we can touch on those in a bit um I moved moved marketing world moved so eventually I've kind of come full circle and now I'm the affiliate um so I'm I'm part of a, a much bigger team uh, we run bonusfinder.com uh, so it's a uh, bonus comparison website. We're very focused on the U.S. market, so we're we're licensed to operate in in the U.S. I think we've got about twelve licenses at this stage. Uh, U.S. is obviously very fast growing, but we operate in other countries, so the U.K., Italy, uh, all over the world. We've got we've got a bunch of different websites, um, and we've got offices around the world. Uh, we've got a big team. We're up to about thirty five staff now. Uh, wow. We're growing fast. Uh, things are good. We're having fun. Um, but the key thing is we're we're delivering great value to our to our users. So that's the that's the most important bit. So I, from an affiliate perspective, I've I'm sat on both sides of the table. So I can really um, sympathise with the marketing managers who are under pressure to uh, hit their KPIs, and I also sympathise with the affiliates dealing with some of the marketing managers who don't quite get it. Um, so I think this is a great topic. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. So you mentioned already, like the key word there was gambling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, obviously when it comes to gambling, um, many opportunities that are available to a normal, for example, e-commerce are not available to a gambling company, True. right? I mean, when we talk, uh, the way that I understand it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, it's all about affiliate marketing and it's all about the SEO, you know, getting the traffic from search engines, working with affiliates, and you're not able to leverage many of the traditional paid channels. So you cannot just set up marketing campaign in Google ads and so forth. So, or, or how does that it, work? It, it really depends on the country. So, so, so gambling is obviously a, a, a very regulated uh, industry. 
Um, so as an operator, so as a, say, a casino or a sports betting website, mm-hmm. it, they would have a very different experience in the UK, which is a regulated mm-hmm. market uh, where licenses are issued versus, say, Finland, where you've got a state monopoly. Uh, but then you've also got a lot of offshore brands uh, targeting Finns because Finns like to gamble. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're two very, very different scenarios. Uh, within the industry, there's kind of the... the the term they use is like uh, white markets versus gray markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so if in the UK, you can absolutely do Google AdWords, you can run Facebook, okay. but you have to be licensed and approved by Google or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mm-hmm. run TV ads, you can buy newspaper ads, they sponsor sports and stuff like that. So it's shirt sponsors, things like that. Uh, in Finland, it's very, it will be like, if I'll just take Finland as the example, it will be a very yeah, different yeah. experience, right? So. You would have um, affiliates be very important. SEO would be very important. But then if you look at what a lot of the brands do, they do a lot of um, uh, sponsorships. So you sponsor a, a, a guy to drive a Porsche up a mountain and you put your logo on the side of the car. So there's a lot more yeah. brand experience type things. They'll also do tricks around, say, TV advertising. So it could be uh, advertising on TV channels uh, that are international but are watched mm-hmm. by, so I think Eurosport's a good example um, yeah, okay. for Finland. Um, so there's, you, you get very good at working around the edges of things. Uh, you can also do display advertising. Um, so probably quite a lot of adult websites or torrenting websites would have quite a lot of gambling ads because they're gambling friendly. So there, there is, but then also sports, any just general sports website or websites blokes go to. Um, but affiliates would be, regardless of the country, affiliates are a very, very important part of the mix. Um, and I, that, that was one of the big things I learned at, at Paddy Power was, because I was looking at the guys, because it was this really, uh, the is it the Pareto principle, like where there's... Yeah, yeah. Like, so, but it wasn't even like the 80-20. Tw- it was, yeah, 20% of the, uh, 80% of the result you get from the 20% of effort or something exactly like that. Exactly, right. So it wasn't even that... Of an even dip. it was maybe five percent, right, or a few percent. Like it was probably five oh. guys that mattered, right? Um, okay. But when you looked at, so obviously I had a lot of time to sit there and see how much money they were making, and it was very new to me. I didn't, I at the time, like I was more a, a digital marketer, but I hadn't hadn't gone near near affiliate marketing, and it kind of blew my mind. But then when you looked at what they did and what they did really well, there was kind of a, it was a, a couple of things. But when you combined them, you created magic. So. They all had some sort of value-added service. So they were doing mm-hmm. something that was um, providing value to the customer or to their user. And then they either had really good SEO or they had mm-hmm. a really strong community. Some of them had all three. Some of them only had two. But as long as you had at least two, you had a good business. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some great like A lot of the guys out of that, like say the odds checkers or uh, OLDG and stuff in the UK, or better collected even, like they're still huge today. So that kind of longevity over say the last 15 years is is insane when you think about it. Um, particularly given how competitive affiliate marketing is, and I think I think this is something that that affiliate managers don't realize is that anybody. Like the, there's no barrier to entry, right? So let, let's mm-hmm. let's ignore the gambling industry. So let's just take general yeah. e-commerce. In general, yeah. So if we want to sell podcasting microphones and we want to be a, the world's biggest podcasting microphone affiliate today, me and you, we could go start right now. And it doesn't matter who the incumbent is. It doesn't matter who the big comparison website is or whatever. 
we can go come up with a great idea and go for it. So there's no barriers to entry. So what you end up with, and, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, but you do end up with your classic million monkeys at a million typewriters. And somebody's going to figure something out that's amazing and is going to work for their for their niche, for their vertical. Um, so there's, there's always people who are going to uh, disrupt your business as an affiliate. Um, mm-hmm. The competition is relentless. And every day as an affiliate, you've got to wake up and basically beat the internet and um, and that's tough right that's that's super now i i like i've aged um but i do enjoy the challenge um but it, it, you know i i do this because it's difficult not because it's easy um but if but if i think a lot of marketers or affiliate managers tend to forget this because they just see the say the one percent or the five percent that are doing really well and they all oh, look at these yeah. guys they seem pretty relaxed and they're making lots of money that's they've got an easy life when when actually you know if if your business if you lose your rankings or your traffic source or whatever it is that affiliate manager is not going to pick up the telephone to you anymore you're so you're only as good as the traffic you can send them um so it is a very difficult um thing to do uh, but obviously hugely rewarding from a you know it's it's exciting it's you've got to keep thinking you've got to keep planning and you know i'm worrying about stuff we're going to be doing in six months time um so that's that's really good as well and so anyway so i kind of went a little bit off topic there but that's a little bit about me (laughs) no 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 no. it was really good it was really good so a few things that uh, come to mind right away is um when you think about affiliate marketing right the the underpinning uh, like scheme is very simple uh you pay upon you know result delivered right that's the yeah. that's the, like the whole idea so for example if you're doing facebook advertising right you're paying for clicks and those those clicks might convert and actually become paying customers or they might not mm-hmm. in affiliate marketing you're paying substantially more but only when result is delivered so you could be paying 20 30 50% maybe mm-hmm. commission on that purchase but if there is no purchase, you don't have any associated costs. I, I guess that's how it looks like if you look at it, you know, without knowing the details. Obviously, you still have to have people outreaching, right? There are still costs, but from the from the pragmatic perspective, basically, no results, no costs. So, so, so the big benefit is it removes the risk. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're a big company or if you're a small company, uh, it doesn't really matter. You've you've got a, a fixed marketing budget, and you know there's the old advertising joke about uh, I, I'm not sure which fifty percent of my marketing actually works. Yeah. Well, you're definitely sure which bit of your affiliate marketing is working. Um, so what it does is particularly like it's very attractive to startups or to companies that need to scale up quickly because they can put in a number and say, well, we're willing to pay X uh, for Y delivery. Can you make that happen? Um, mm-hmm. So on, on one level, it's very s- straightforward. Where I think it goes wrong, and I'll, I'll talk about the, the, the brands themselves first. So I think where it goes wrong in the brands is because it's so simple on paper, they take it for granted. Um, so we, we don't have a magic wand. Uh, we can't make miracles happen. If people don't like your brand, if your website sucks, if your checkout process sucks, if you don't have the right payment methods, if your customer support was slow to do things, 
then you know your your if your conversion funnel sucks, it doesn't matter what affiliates you're working with. Yeah, it's not going to work. And then what happens is, if you look at it from the affiliates' perspective, at the end of the day, they're they're sending traffic, so they're they're effectively selling clicks. So yeah. I could send you a hundred clicks, or I could send your competitor a hundred clicks. I'm going to look at those clicks. I'm going to look at how much revenue I'm getting back, and I'm going to calculate a, a revenue per clicks score effectively. Mm-hmm. And whoever's winning is going to get 200 clicks next month. So, so it's the numbers game. Basically, you, there is very little loyalty in, in it. You know, you're in it to make money, obviously, and maybe you have some established relationship with some of the managers. But in the end, if one uh, well, uh, you know, look, if, it, it, it's not. Yeah. It's obviously there's if if let's say your competitor is a really bad brand and is going to abuse the customers or not deliver what they say they're going to do or you know if there's anything that we're worried about, of course they're not going to get the clicks. Um, yeah. But just assuming all other things being equal. Of course, we have to revenue optimize. Um, mm. So it's really important for brands that want to work with the... And to, uh, honestly, the, the affiliates are the best people to ask for feedback. So some of the best brands we work with will ring us up and say, hey, we're looking at entering this new market. What do you guys know? Do you have any insights? What can we do? And we'll walk them through the checklist of things that they need, be it payment methods or... Like we've got people on the ground so we can help them test their SMS verifications or are the emails going through? Do they, are they, do they read correctly in the right language? They're, look at their landing pages. Like we spend all day long worrying about this. Mm-hmm. So it's taking advantage of the free consultancy um, is also really, really good. Uh, so they sh- you should do that. Because uh, it's in the affiliate's best interest as well. So if I can get your, if I can help you improve your your conversion funnel, percentage points that also it help. benefits you of as course. well, and it's a win win situation. Um, so there's there's definitely some things there, but it it is it is just it's a very simple equation, um, and for the affiliate managers to get the best out of or for marketing managers to get the best out of affiliates as a channel, being really good on your conversion funnels being really good on your reporting. We're always going to preference people that have got um, live reporting. Uh, if we can use a postback URL so we can pull it into our system and if we can optimize these clicks even better, um, that's great for us. We'll always prioritize that. Um, how fast are we getting paid? Like if we've got to chase you for money? Like, and it happens. Um, you know, so there's, there's, there's a big bunch of basic things you can do that you should be doing anyway. Um, that really help turbocharge the affiliate channel. Okay, so um, okay, you sold me on the whole affiliate marketing. You've done a really good job. Um, let's imagine I have a, I have an e-commerce store, right, mm-hmm. and I'm selling something, something that has, you know, margin that can easily withstand, you know, paying commission that is, let's say, 30 percent, or even maybe more. Sure. So um, how do I get started, right? I mean, I have maybe web shop on Shopify or WooCommerce, and I'm interested in affiliate marketing. I want to leverage that, and I'm willing to, you know, work with affiliates. I'm willing to invest um, into making changes to my website, working on the funnel. But how do I get started as a company? Where, what, like, what, what prerequisites do I need? And do I go just searching for bloggers in my space and offer them a coupon and then pay them every month a commission on every single coupon used? Or 
How how does that look like? I I would always start with the data. So mm-hmm. I would get my tracking set up properly. Mm-hmm. Um because without the tracking you're running blind and there's we can we'll, we'll let, let's come back to coupons for a second because that that opens up a whole range of issues. Um so my just straight up like making sure I've got a really good Google Analytics implementation. The second so I have e-commerce tracking set up, I have uh, Google Tag Manager set up, I have uh, remarketing set up, I have maybe some back-end analytics I, and so forth. Is, uh, yeah, how good is your it's like making sure yeah, your CR, your uh, remarketing set up, how good is your CRM? Um mm-hmm. just getting the the basics in place is super important. The second thing I would once I've done that, I would then look at uh, affiliate tracking software. Um because even if it's only five affiliates that you say launch with or you end up working with they all want creative tracking links reporting yeah. um if you're the one doing that like the like the second you take a screenshot out of google analytics they've already stopped caring right it's yeah they're like okay this guy is just not on the same level it's just amateur you know it's going to be a pain in the ass yeah. i don't want to work with him so basically i can uh, i can go for some ready made solutions there, right some some platforms there's, there's lo- like there are zillions of there's them lo- right? so there's the really like big ones like the kind of the mm-hmm. the marketplace is like a like a trade doubler or an a win uh, or impact Uh there's also kind of the more do it yourself so like a a post affiliate pro um there there's a lot of off the shelf solutions you can use you don't have mm-hmm. to go for a big expensive um solution there is really straightforward ones that work perfectly fine um and if i have something like woocommerce or shopify there's probably a plugin yeah, or an application that i can just install they, they'll have integrated with these a billion times so it'll be click 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 and you're done. Um yeah. so I wouldn't worry about that. Um I would then look at things like okay what cookie duration do we want to attribute for? Um I would look at my competitors and I would see how much they're paying. So can can you maybe explain a little bit about the cookie yeah, duration? Yeah so cuz so, so there's a, a lot of um a lot of affiliate marketing is still based on click attribution. So this is like mm-hmm. a the affiliate your traditional affiliate tracking link, user clicks on it, uh, a cookie gets stored. Uh what can happen is the user could convert in that session and mm-hmm. buy your buy your widget or maybe they've looked at it, they go back to Google, they read some reviews, they do some comparison shopping, but then they come back to you again, say the same day or mm-hmm. say, 20 days later or whatever whatever the period is if the cookie is set uh you can pick a duration on the cookie so how long is this cookie valid for uh yeah. sometimes it can be session based so it's just for as long as you're on the website for the first time uh mm-hmm. other times it can be like 100 days um you can then attribute success to the affiliate that set that cookie um and then that so if the user does convert 20 days later the affiliate still gets credit for the sale because it was the affiliate who introduced that visitor to your product into your website. Um what can also happen then is if the user then clicks another affiliate's link in the meantime, it's kind of the last click attribution, so the affiliate the whoever whoever the last click was gets the sale. Um mm-hmm. the smarter guys will also have what they call an assist. So if they see that there's two cookies, they'll see that uh Fintan was the introducer, but Artem was the closer. So Fintan will also get a little bit of um credit for being part of the the sales funnel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, all the platforms probably have something uh, oh, yeah, in yeah, there yeah. that you can set it up. That this, all of it is, even though it sounds a bit more technical, all the platforms already have like ready-made solutions mm. for it. So you just have to it's, decide. You just decide like, how long you want it to be, yeah. and you click go, and the system takes care of you. So th- th- that's super easy. Um, I would then do a competitor benchmark. Um, there's nothing more embarrassing than when an affiliate manager rings you up um, and they make you their great offer, and you're like, you're off like the the market rate is here and you're way down here off the screen in terms yeah, so of so I offer five percent and everybody else offers fifty and I'm like okay that's embarrassing yeah you're you're just not like nothing's gonna like it's not even worth sending you clicks uh, or mm-hmm. it, it's not even that it's not even worth the hassle of the paperwork and the admin to get you live on the website that that's mm-hmm. so okay. you really need to make sure you're credible um. So I'd, I'd make sure, understand that. I'd look at their creative. I'd look at their landing pages. I would look at, like, uh, is there anything extra that they're doing? And then, so then you've got the basics in place. So that's that's kind of table stakes, right? So you're, you're allowed to sit down at the table now for a conversation. Obviously, money is is important. So, like, your commission structure is important. What's more important is your conversion rates. So... I could offer you. I could offer an affiliate say thirty percent revenue share, and you're offering fifty percent or whatever the deal is. Mm-hmm. But if my conversion rate is ninety percent and yours is five percent, they'll always make more money from me. Yeah. All right. So it, it, there's there's always money's always important, but it's it's money times conversion rate. Is so it all goes back to that revenue per click? Like that's the ultimate yeah. metric. Um. So really, kind of testing your your funnels and making sure everything your conversion funnels are are on point is is super super important. Because at the end of the day, if, if you can't convert the traffic, you're not going to get the traffic. Yeah, there is no point sending you the traffic yeah. if it's going to just bounce back. Exactly. Um, yeah. What I would do then is I would try and find. Uh, I probably wouldn't start with the biggest people. So like, there's always going to be whatever vertical you're in. There's always like the the couple of absolute giants. Um, and they'll show up and there'll be a sales team and they'll have a PowerPoint and they're going to charge you a load of money up front uh, because they're really good at what they do and they know you need them more than they need you. I would probably start with some of the mid-tier guys. So these are guys who are, they, they know what they're doing. They've got a good mm-hmm. business, um, but they're... But they're not arrogant yet. Not yet, right? And it, I, I call it the, the receptionist test. So they don't have a receptionist. So once an affiliate has a receptionist, it's a very different relationship. Yeah. Um. So I, I would look at those guys first because they're probably going to be... You're probably more likely to be speaking with the... The, the owners are probably more hands-on. Um, they're running the business. Um, and, and a lot of affiliate marketing is relationship-based. Uh, so if you talk to any great, any great affiliate manager... Um, it's as much about their relationships that they've built up over time. Um, and it really is, re- relationship is is still key. It's Business is still personal. Between people, not between CMS systems. Exactly, exactly. And like we, obviously we can do business through spreadsheets, um, but if it's somebody who's easy to deal with, um, if it's their response, like from my perspective, if they're easy to deal with, they're, they're polite, uh, they're responsive, um, mm-hmm. Uh, if, if something goes wrong and things do go wrong, they own it and get it sorted. You know, like the, the, the just basic kind of, it sounds silly to say, but it can be, you'd be surprised. Uh, of course. So I, I would, you know, try and 
build some relationships. Um, these guys probably get a million emails a day. Um, so really thinking, about, okay, how can I connect with them? Maybe I can find them on LinkedIn. Maybe I can find them on Twitter. Maybe uh, maybe email's not the best. Maybe I could meet them at an event. There's a lot of affiliate events. There's a lot of network, like is there networking places? Yeah. Do you know somebody who could do an introduction? Could you take them for lunch, have a chat? So I would I would really try and make that connection. And, and be upfront and say, look, we're, like you said, like we're a new brand. We want to get into affiliates. I want to ask you a question. You know, really show um, that you, you, you want to do a good job. And I think that's, and then obviously deliver on, on whatever you promise. Um, of course. So that, that's, that's kind of how I would get started. But if, um, for example, let's say, um, so basically, you know, if I summarize a bit, so I have to make sure my funnel works. Yeah. So, so that's like, I shouldn't, so if I have, uh, you know, a Shopify store that I created in, you know, during weekend, it doesn't mean that I'm ready to do, you know, affiliate marketing. I should be, how should I say, I should already have the data-driven mindset already in place. I should be understanding like where my funnel is good, where I need some improvements, what is the customer acquisition cost, what is my CTRs, you Mm -hmm. know, all of that stuff. So I I have to know the lingo. I have to understand what works, what doesn't. And now that my funnel is working well and I'm confident that it's working well and I have a good offering for affiliates and I have affiliate trucking in place and I understand how it works and I've done some benchmarking, I understand how my competitors are using affiliates maybe. I can now start hunting, you know, um, for affiliates, but where do I where do I find them? So if I'm selling, I don't know, if I send, uh, if I sell, for example, like hiking equipment, right? So. I can, you know, for me, the easiest would be to go to a platform, right? Like I, to platform like cg.com, Trade Trouble uh, and all that. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't start there. Yeah, but, but again, um, again, where do I find those? So, you know, so well, I, I, had, I had experience, for example, one of the customers. Um, so they actually just reached out to a blogger who wrote a review about them anyway. And they set up a affiliate kind of mm-hmm. like a deal, um, commission sharing and so forth. And it worked amazingly. But they got lucky. I mean, in a way, oh, because yeah, yeah. he reached out to them. But but if you are not waiting to get lucky, you know how do you how do you find the right people? Like what would be the tools? Maybe like what would be your first steps? So honestly, it it really like I'm I've it's, in my view it's very simple. So let's say we're selling hiking equipment. So what yeah. are my key products? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tents, hiking boots, whatever. So let's yeah. say it's tents. Uh, I would type in you know camping tent review. Ta- camping mm-hmm. tent comparison maybe t- pick some of my big products so let's say i've got a, a i don't know i'm trying to think of a brand a, a north face two-man tent review or yeah. whatever the product name is put that into google and just see what shows up so mm-hmm. i take a bunch of queries that a potential customer would put into google and then i would see sh- what, what would show up so obviously you're going to have the the e- so you're going to have the e-commerce listings and you're going to have some other bits and pieces and then i would look at the the organic listings and mm-hmm. maybe even some of the, the paid listings as well could be affiliates. And uh, there's a lot of PPC affiliates. And I would just take all of those websites and I would have a, just a big look through them. Uh, read the content. Is it like is it proper? Like is it actually written by somebody who's seen this tent and used this tent, or is it like a fake kind of thing? So I'd kind of read through the website and I create a short list from there, and then I would outreach there. Um, my my fear with the with the networks and I've 
had a little mm-hmm. bit of experience in this in the past, is that there's a great sales presentation and that they'll tell you we've got 20,000 affiliates and they're all super keen to promote you. And you go through a massive technical integration process that takes way longer than they promised. And then you're live and maybe they've sent an email out to the database that's completely untargeted and tumbleweed. And then you're sitting there as the affiliate manager and they've just given you a big data dump of a thousand websites and you're just clicking through the websites trying to find somebody who wants you can work with. Um, where you could have saved all yourself that hassle with 50 Google searches um, and just gone directly. And as well, with the benefit with directly is you're not paying the network their cut of whatever the transaction fee is. How much is that usually? Um, I haven't... It's. It, it 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 can be fifteen twenty percent of the okay. commission okay. bill, uh, I believe. Now, obviously, depending on size and scale, you can negotiate. Of course, the, of plus course. integration costs and whatever else you need to do. So, it, it, and there's probably a software fee or a minimum guarantee. Uh, so mm-hmm. it it can be pricey, uh, but you could just pass that straight. Like either that can go into building better creative, uh, it can go mm-hmm. straight into your affiliates pocket with better deals, and just mm-hmm. kind of cutting out the middlemen. Um, it's mm-hmm. typically quite easy to find the top 20 affiliates for your vertical uh, with a few Google searches. Or look at um, communities, so Facebook groups or YouTube channels or like just what, what, would a sh- what would a shopper put into any of these tools or platforms or networks um, or where would they hang out online? So like if it's Bitcoin, you'd go look at Bitcoin talk and see what's going on over there or whatever, right? So like where would they hang out online or what what are they reading that's related to their to the product or to the their hobby that they're interested in? And there's it's very easy then to find contact how to contact somebody to just talk about advertising. And uh, okay, I now have an Excel spreadsheet and everybody loves Excel. So I have an Excel, a huge spreadsheet. Um, I asked my colleague to do some serious work and have some really good, solid websites. Um, how can I know if they, they even do affiliate marketing? So should I, um, should I search websites that have affiliate tracking links or like what would be the... Yeah, so, the, so there, there's two things. The so if they're already doing affiliate marketing, it's yeah. actually easier for you because they you, you don't have to explain they know the game you yeah you, you speak the same language they understand they're on the same wavelength with you exactly so it can be i think what, what what i have seen happen before is with publishers who don't do affiliate marketing um they they underestimate becoming an affiliate how difficult it actually is mm-hmm. um and even though they've got like, you know, they'll, oh, they'll show you the Google Analytics and they've got hundreds of thousands of visitors and, oh, we'll make a fortune from this. This is fantastic. But <laughs> just the the nuance of the intent that their users have versus the intent that's in, required to buy, it can be yeah. two very different. So there's kind of like browsing for interest or like I'm actively shopping and I want to buy something today. I've got my credit card in my hand. And there are two very yeah. kind of how you lean back and lean forward type attitudes. Um, mm-hmm. So, and the easiest thing to do is like look at a review page or look at something on the website, hover over all the links, see if you can see any tracking parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be quite easy to spot. Um, yeah. Or there's like, I think some of the, I think there, there's tools out there that'll show you there's probably browser plugins and stuff that would do the same for you. So mm-hmm. I, I would prioritize the guys who are already doing it. 
um, for speed. But don't. But like like you you said your 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 friend example with the the or your client's example with the blogger where they got really lucky. Loads of those exist as well, and a lot of it will yeah. be down to the relationship, and a lot of it will be down to your experience as a marketer helping them maybe reposition things slightly, or could you maybe optimize for some of these search terms too, or like get your users thinking in this kind of way or this type of content. So working closely with them um, can be a, can be a great way. And because you, you know, you've had that relationship from day one with them as they grow and stuff as well, you grow with them and there's a, there is that kind of long-term trust. So we will always prioritize people. We've had a, you know, a five, 10 year track record. With, um, just because that, that trust has been built up over time, that, that, that that's super important. And um, since you mentioned my example as well, um, so actually, you know, they set up a deal with the blogger where they gave to all of his readers a coupon code mm. with a discount, 10% discount. And for every single coupon code used, they pay 10% to the blogger as well, right? So kickback basically yep. from all the sales. And um, you kind of uh, smirked a little bit when I mentioned coupon and you're like, let's come back to that. So would that be a good, well, good time I, to come I, back I, to the coupon? I, I don't know about you, but I know when <laughs> I'm in a checkout process and I see that yeah. coupon field, it's mm -hmm. an instant new tab, brand name, coupon, Google search. Or you use something like Honey or other coupon aggregators, right? And now 90% of the time I can't find a coupon. Uh, mm -hmm. But I've definitely found coupons, um, mm -hmm. so you're you're triggering people to just do that one final search. So if if I was your client, I would mm -hmm. make sure I optimized my. I would have a page dedicated to that brand name and the coupon, just to try yeah. and see if I could pick up some of that traffic. Um, it, it, it's an ongoing battle. It's an ongoing discussion. Um, there are some good checkout solutions where it's not so obvious. Um, some brand, some some checkout solutions really bash you over the head with like it just makes you feel like an idiot if you're not putting in a coupon. Yeah, yeah, um, I know, I know the feeling. So I, I it, look, it, it's a known affiliate tactic. I I, I get it. Um, there's massive websites dedicated to this, and they just scrape every possible brand name and whatever. So it, there, there's a big, big, big business behind it for a reason. Yeah, but if you think about it, uh, coupon code doesn't have to be so obvious, right? It could be uh, coupon code can be just used to facilitate the attribution. It can be part of the email, and it auto automatically applies you, the coupon you, you, code. You can do so it. Forth. You can do it through the cookie. You can do it with a yeah. custom landing page. Um, so anything that comes through this custom landing page, you get credit for. Um, the the cookie is the neatest way to do it because it's out of the way. Yeah. But it's really then making sure that if the blogger is talking about this 10% discount. If I click that link, I see the 10% mm -hmm. discount and then I yeah. see it all the way through the, the checkout process. And that's mm -hmm. where a lot of brands go wrong because it's like the big reveal at the end. But if you yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you click through and you start, oh, but he said a discount, where's my discount? You're already confused and- Yeah, you need to display that right away. Yeah, and, I get it. But, and and what's, what's hilarious about this is it's so obvious and so many people don't do it. Um, yeah. So there's there's so many like the, the way I look at all of this is mar digital marketing is so much about doing the basics really 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 well, and it's not about yeah. like because look we, we we've all got low attention thresholds that's why we're in marketing, um, 
it's not about the big shiny campaign and the new tool and the new tech and the new plan. Oh my God, we've got to go sort out our TikTok strategy. Yeah, that's great. Go do that if you've got the basics in place. Yeah. And this just just do the basics really well is my, my big plea to everybody. Yeah, I have same issues with my customers where we're talking about like a, maybe a blogger outreach campaign, but the, the title of the homepage is homepage. Yeah. So they haven't even like done some basic SEO audits and that would be like money well spent compared to anything else. Um, but when it comes to coupons, I actually uh, found out like there is a very good example, Pipedrive, a CRM system that is very popular uh, in Estonia. Um, they actually noticed that a lot of people were searching for Pipedrive coupon codes and they created their own landing page. and. You know, when you go, when you search for Pipedrive coupon code, you actually go to their page and they say, wow, we like smart people who search for coupons and search for discounts. Here's a, here's a discount for you, you know, enjoy, you know, and and uh, great that you are uh, considering Pipedrive. So you can actually use that to your advantage because you know people are searching for those coupon codes. Um, but you mentioned cookie, cookie on many occasions and um, cookies are going away, you know? I mean, it seems that um, there's a lot of hate for cookies and third-party cookies are blocked nowadays by default in some browsers. Um, Adblock is installed on most, well, I, of course not most, but let's say uh, 20 to 40 percent, um, you know, uh, desktop browsers have Adblock installed in one way or another. And how, and then obviously uh, Apple came up with this whole um, privacy solution that prevents tracking and Facebook, you know, made a big scene about it. So what's happening? Like, like, how can we make sure that there are still attributions and affiliate marketing still still works if it heavily relies on cookies? Now, I'm, I'm not a tech expert. So I don't want to it, basically, some of your listeners will be pulling their hair out if I start pontificating on yeah. this because they're like, Oh, he's completely wrong. Um, Yes, is the short answer. It's getting more complicated, mm-hmm. but it's also still very simple. So most affiliate okay. tracking solutions is first-party cookies. Okay. Um, yes, brands can get blocked by ad blockers. Um, I, I, like so we, we do try and keep an eye on kind of blacklists just to make mm-hmm. sure. Um, but realistically, it shows up in our revenues per click numbers. And mm-hmm. it's the merchant's problem and they need to figure it out. Uh, we'll just send the traffic elsewhere. So we can be quite um, like, how would you put it? If, if It's the same like with Google updates and Facebook policy changes and this happening, this happening. You you could, I've been in the industry, like I've been doing Digimark for so long now. I could, you know, there's always a crisis. There's always of a- Of course, of course. Cookie crisis and- This is dead is and a, that's dead. And yeah, this and that. Google penguin yeah, update and whatnot. Well, whatever, right? So there, there's always a thing. Um, and a lot of it's an echo chamber uh, of people trying to sell stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of filtering the signal from the noise is a important job for any marketer. Um, I'm being open, like obviously there's there's always new, I'm being, being open to things. But in my view, look, I'm I'm not losing any sleep over it. It's fine. If If cookies are really dead, people still want to buy traffic and we'll find out a solution. 
um, yeah. some something will happen. Have have people gone too far with third party tracking? Yeah, absolutely. Data collection is ridiculous. Uh, like I installed a, a, a F Secure on my phone recently, and it's just mm-hmm. just the amount of stuff it's blocked in like a twenty four hour period. It's ridiculous, and I didn't yeah. even use my phone much that day. And it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty interesting. So yeah, there, there's lots going on. If I was a DMP, I'd be very worried. Um, if I was a big ad network, I'd be very worried. Um, for your typical affiliate and your typical advertiser, like, oh, like, look, all your money was like from an advertising perspective, all your money is going to Google and Facebook anyway. Um, it just means it's really all going to Google and Facebook anyway now because um, they've still got the data because they've got the first party data. Yeah. Um, it's everybody else who's in trouble. Uh, you know, the, these new Apple things, it just means Apple's uh, search ads, ads are more valuable. Now. Yeah, yeah, Apple search ads. Yeah. They're just f- way more valuable than they were six weeks ago or six months ago. So it, it's just bigger walled gardens, um, which I'm never a fan of. But there you go. Yeah, but I guess uh, there are always ways to track. You can do backend tracking, right? There will be solutions. Always. Somebody will come in and sell you something that will allow you to still continue doing exactly. business as usual. Exactly. You will just have to maybe fork some cash for it. I'm, look, I'm, I'm sure okay. I'm sure there'll be something like fingerprinting, like browser fingerprinting and whatnot. There are solutions. There, there, there really is. But it, it could just go back, hey, we're all using coupon codes again. Um, <laughs> but but it, That would be the day. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. It, it's really about, from our perspective, if we're delivering great value to our users, they're mm-hmm. going to come back to our website. If we do have to go like exclusively on coupon codes, because they're coming to us for a reason, we're giving them what they need, we're giving them the coupons, we're helping them on their journey, we'll be fine. So from an affiliate's perspective, yeah. it's really about, don't forget about, like it's quite easy to just focus on the money bit, but mm-hmm. it's actually all about the user because you're, yeah. you're one of five billion websites doing the exact same thing. Why have they chosen you? Um, that's really important. So always putting the user, and I know it's everyone, always put the user first. I, I get that's a very easy thing to say, um, yeah. but it takes a lot of courage. And that, that yeah. that's the hard bit. But if you think about it, um, like some people have association with, like with affiliate marketers is that they just create uh, a junk website, use uh, text generation to just write some absolute BS text and try to rank as high as they can for a specific keyword and then um, give that traffic to the highest bidder. So obviously it's been at some point like this, there there have been times where you know you didn't have to put so much effort into creating an affiliate website. But nowadays I think you know it's uh, all about uh, providing value and it actually takes a lot of work so you mentioned how many people you have working for uh, you now i think we're up to 35 and we're hiring more okay nice congrats that's awesome i'm glad to hear it uh obviously you're doing much better uh on this side of the table right compared to the to the other side of the table <laughs> where you were actually paying affiliates. Well, P- Paddy Power was a, was a big, 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 big company. So there was thousands of staff and stuff. So it was a very, okay. very different scenario. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, good. Yeah, but you personally, I mean. You- oh, well, look, I'm, I'm one of, you know, it, there, there's a big team. There's a big team. Okay, good, good, good. So what I'm trying to say is that it actually takes a lot of effort. So so many people, for example, who I know who became affiliate marketers are people who actually were selling SEO business to companies, like like SEO consulting and all that. And at some point they realized like, 
why am I doing for them? I could do it for myself. And then all of a sudden, next year, you see them and they're driving Porsche, you know, and doing really, wow. really damn well. So um, just, just to be clear, I've got a secondhand VW Polo. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. I, I wasn't pointing, pointing fingers. No, no way. I, I'm just saying that um, once you know how to generate traffic, you know how to create value online and so forth, it kind of becomes natural to just you know, do affiliate marketing and start, you know, start start earning some money with it, with the, your skills that you have. For example, uh, one of my employees actually left my company because his affiliate business started to take off. Um, he had a few websites and he kind of did it as a part-time job, you know, and so forth. And at some point he just told me, well, Artem, you know, things are really good. They're like really, really good. So I think I'm going to quit. And and I was really happy for him. But um, he was a, like a SEO wizard, you know. He like knew what he was mm. doing and he just was grinding at it for about three years before he was able to completely yeah. substitute his income. And I, th I think that, that, so A, well done to him. I think that's fantastic to hear. And I think the three years is the magic bit. So regardless of his SEO skills, mm -hmm. the for me, we're big believers in consistency over time mm -hmm. as the one of our biggest um, advantages. So, you know, we're thinking about the next 10 years. Um, we're a private company, so we don't have to, like we've got competitors who are uh, publicly listed. So they've got to oh, do wow. quarterly. They're really big. Yeah, huge, huge guys. Uh, great guys, super guys. But they've got to do a quarterly earnings call, you know. So they're really like so. You know, some of them are can take a longer term view, but the the, the markets are fickle. And well, what have you done for me this quarter? What are you going to do for me in the next six months? Um, yeah. So being able to take a a longer term view of things is is super important, and being able to ride out the variance is very important as an affiliate. Um. It, it's also like the the time and perspective also because one of the biggest issues with being an affiliate is counterparty risk um so if one of your advertisers that you work with decides not to pay you all right that that's that's hmm. one of your biggest risks and that, that happens they've they've gone they've run out of funding they've gone bust uh they've overpromised. Hmm. uh they decide they're not going to pay you um like these things happen um, and nobody really talks about that as well. So the, the advantage of time is it it, it does help you uh, build up that experience. Um, it does take time to build up traffic and mm -hmm. understanding, okay, these brands convert really well. These ones don't. Uh, that's a good deal. That's a bad deal. So, but it, I, I, it's something that the because the, it can be, like you said, it's, the, the Porsche example is kind of the stereotype. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the, the, the million guys who have probably really good SEO skills as well who aren't driving Porsches. So there mm -hmm. is the, the winners. By, it's a bit like when you look at hedge funds. Mm. Yeah. Right? There's the, you only see the hedge funds that survive. You don't see the ones that blow up. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I do think it, slow and steady and boring over time is, is, the, boring is, good. is the trick. Uh, if yeah. if, I, if anybody's sitting there, go, oh, I should do affiliates. Could you could you do this for five years before you saw a dollar? Because um, that could happen very easily. Yeah. So the way that that I think about it, and I'm actually 
uh, thinking of um, obviously I have some projects going on and so forth and I want to learn um, by doing that's the way that I learn myself personally so I'm thinking um, hey I could start a blog and I could write about things that I'm very passionate you know about so I'm a, I'm an office uh, supplies nut like like that's my that's my shtick um, I love the pens I love all the supplies and uh, I have like five billion post-it notes, um, different types, transparent and whatnot and so forth. So if I have passion for something, I could write about it, I could create videos and so forth. Wouldn't that be kind of like, if, if uh, I wanted to try affiliate marketing, I wasn't sure, I should maybe pick a topic that I, I'm very passionate about already, topic that I can write about, I can you know, discover latest trends and I can talk with my peers and so forth and maybe start there. Because if I'm grinding away, if I'm passionate about the, the topic, that will be easier. Because many times affiliate marketers, they're selling these courses, you know, like, hey, become an affiliate marketer. It's same BS as with dropshipping, you know, yeah, yeah, make, yeah. you know, six figures by dropshipping um, crap from China or something like that. So many times affiliate marketers, they say like, hey, you know, you need to find your niche. You know, you need to understand, you know, where's the biggest payout and start grinding there. So... If I am, you know, if I want to learn affiliate marketing, I want to, you know, test it out, test my skills, um, you know, and I'm alone. So I don't have a huge team like you you do. And you have a rather small team compared to some of the biggest, right, affiliate affiliate companies. So where should I start? Okay, so you've, you've got two routes. Mm -hmm. uh, route one is exactly what you said. If it's something you're interested in, and you can take um, you can take it to a super nerdy level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like really nerdy. Make it like there's a guy website. So I do a lot of running and stuff. So there's a guy called DC Rainmaker. Oh, I know right? him. The the level of detail he's awesome. He puts into say if I want to buy the latest Garmin watch, I will go to his blog and I will read his review because I know this will be the most unbiased, comprehensive, in-depth uh, review of this 700 euro watch on the internet, hands down. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. he's done that over time and he's phenomenal at what he does, right? Mm -hmm. And he's built a good business off that and he deserves every bit of success he gets. I, I think he does affiliate marketing as yeah, well, Yeah, he right? does, I mean, yeah. That's, that's his main, that, that, that's main, his main, main source thing. of income. Yeah. yeah, But he'll also do, but then he's so big now as well, I think when there's new product, like he'll, I think he'll get... Yeah, he does like sponsored content and so forth, but I think he's pretty open and transparent super, about it. Super transparent about it. Um, and he's built a, a loyal, loyal audience around that. So mm -hmm. that's, that's route one. Mm -hmm. And that'd be my preference. However... Um, if you're a little bit of a pirate, you're a little bit of a mercenary, you don't really care, then... You, you're just in it for the money. You're just in it for the money. You're in it for the Lambo, right? Where, where's <laughs> yeah, where's yeah, my yeah, Lambo? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would look at then is I would look personally. So my checklist would be um, has to be a high margin product. Mm -hmm. Ideally one where I don't have to talk to anybody. And the level of sophistication of the either the competition or the say the the advertisers mm -hmm. from a from a digital perspective is low mm -hmm. okay um because what that means is the 
So like, okay, I, I'm in the gambling industry. So not only mm-hmm. am I competing against every affiliate who are all mm-hmm. absolute, you know, killers and are brilliant at what they do. We're also competing against every gambling firm. Some of them will have- Because they're, they're marketing as well. Some of them will have like teams of 200 people doing SEO. They'll have budgets of hundreds of millions in marketing budget. Um, so the level of sophistication is through the roof. If you can find a business where the level of sophistication, so a lot of um, small business, like it's kind of, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, like construction related things or handyman, or there's a lot of industries or businesses or products where there isn't a, an Amazon for it, or there maybe there's a few, but just look at the level of sophistication, look at the marketing budgets. Do they really get the internet or are they still kind of in an old school, you've got to come to the store to buy this product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's quite easy to create a, a benchmarking score of verticals or products and kind of go, okay, there's enough margin where I can get paid. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a tight, if it's a really tight margin product, like if you take even something like a high ticket item, like a car, like mm-hmm. the, the profit margin on a car is tiny because it's, it's yeah, all yeah, about course. the financing. It's all about selling you the extras and computer equipment, very, very tight margins. And, but then there's lots of other products where there's huge margins. Digital products, for example, D- right? Digital products are a great example of this. Uh, supplements are a great example of this. But then I would say that the level of sophistication for say something like supplements or digital products well, the digital product is different because like, it depends on the product. It depends. Yeah. It depends. It's it's a very like it's a huge huge industry. Yeah. I mean, there can be anything so you, from editing software to like I don't know like weight loss. So software. so looking then at your competitor set and kind of scoring them on a how good are they basis, um, how sophisticated, how good are the uh, merchants themselves, the advertisers themselves as well, and then it's quite easy to stack up twenty different products and kind of score them. And say, okay, we're going to start with with this one. Um, mm. So th- that that'd be the the more mercenary type route. Um, but I I would tend, I, but I would look for the most boring thing on that list. Like literally, so I many many years ago I had a, I so on your desk you've probably got mm-hmm. a hole in your desk for the cables to come through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's probably a little plastic thing in that yeah. hole. That's called a cable grommet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I so here's a here's a great story. Years ago, when I lived in Dublin, uh, the guy who manufactured there was a guy manufacturing cable grommets, and he was about mm-hmm. a kilometer from where I lived. And mm-hmm. old school, he would go directly to say electricians or furniture guys and sell them like with a catalog and literally sell them stuff. Yeah. I bought a website, an exact match domain. Did some threw up a very simple website, did some basic SEO, and all of a sudden I'm the cable grommet king of Europe. Um, and my biggest one of my biggest regrets in life is I actually sold the business and I to, oh, to wow. him because he couldn't understand. I was just literally just classic. I was just sending the orders directly through him. He was shipping them yeah. on my behalf. I was charging a massive premium, and he couldn't understand. Where all the business? What's going on? All this business like, like, from? But, but he's happy, right? I mean, he's getting orders left yeah, and right, so he's like, keep doing. But he's also a bit like, well, why aren't I doing it? There's always, ah, always okay, a little bit of greed. Okay. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but lovely guy, lo- lo- really, really nice guy. Um, and he had a great business, but it, like, it was so boring. It's so niche. 
um, you could have Europe to yourself. Like it was that easy. So I, I would always like add a boring index and then a- mm. add more points for how like weight loss or forex trading or crypto like they're all kind of sexy kind of type stuff but yeah but they're but they're way too hot yeah, i mean they're it's... way too hot i mean everybody in the i mean my mother-in-law you know yeah, uh, yeah. called me and told me like hey did you know that now you can make money out of thin air put your computer on a balcony and just it does something and it creates money and i'm like okay when my mother-in-law says that then then it's overhyped the bitcoin yeah. is way overhyped so i think um, you're absolutely correct i mean construction like yeah. um space heaters you know maybe some things like oils for the car or whatever that is something that is very boring something very basic right but, but then go super nerdy on it so like if you, if you yeah. think of like stuff like think of the the the, the mats you put in your car right yeah, for yeah. The, the your feet right so but then it's like okay making it easy for them to find the the make and model the different styles you're bringing stuff in from america your uh, custom print you know go super nerdy on it mm-hmm. and then just be the king of it or the queen of it yeah um, but it has to be so boring, nobody else would even consider doing it. Would be my my dream, dream scenario. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your own project now? So, what like do you do? And you mentioned that you are now on the other side of the table. Sure. So, what does your company do in like? Yeah, sure. So, uh, bonusfinder.com. Uh, we are a gambling affiliate. So, we're a gambling comparison website. Uh, mm-hmm. We're primarily focused on casinos, um, mm-hmm. and our promise to our users is to help uh, to help people play with more. Um, so the way our website's designed is, and the way our filtering and our um, search functionality works, is it doesn't matter if you show up if you've got ten dollars or ten euros or whatever your currencies it's play with, we'll help you find the best possible uh, value for that ten euros. So you'll get the mm-hmm. best gameplay, the most spins, the, the most game time mm-hmm. that you can. And then obviously if you show up with 50, 100, 1,000, we'll also show you the best things for that, for your favorite games and stuff. So it's really helping everybody, depending no matter what their level is, uh, find safe uh, places to play uh, where they get the best possible value for money. Um, so it's really simple. It's uh, helping people have more fun. So uh, basically you work with... Uh casinos and other companies right but um isn't there like a bias and um like you're promoting ones that paying the most or like what what, how how does that work i mean uh, that's obviously a touchy no look uh, it's 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 something every affiliate needs to needs to grapple with um so so the way so i many years ago i I worked for google Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that was always drummed into us is that our competition is just a click away yeah. And it really, like, if we take this podcast. This podcast has to be so good, people don't flip over to watch Netflix. So yeah, sure. we're competing against, the two of us right now are competing against all of the entertainment available to your viewers. In the world, basically, online. Uh, uh, right, everything. Um, like, are we more entertaining than Pornhub right now? Probably not. Um, you never know, but yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I'll be with you on this one. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so if we think of if we think if you think of everything you're doing in in I don't know it's it's quite a silly example, but it, like or an extreme example. But if you think of everything you do or everything you produce uh, from that perspective, then the money will take care of itself. If you've got an audience, 
um, if you're providing a value-added service, the money will take care of itself. Um, and I think where where it's easy to, and I've I've done it in the past in previous companies, it's easy to fall in the optimize for revenue at all costs. But yeah. It's really optimized for the user. Um, and I know again, it's a bit preachy and it's a bit. Um, I feel like I'm one of these. Um, uh, I feel like we should, are we selling a marketing course right now? Uh, where you just kind of <laughs> no, we're not. But you, you, but you just throw out these kind of stock phrases. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I acknowledge how wanky that sounds, but what we're doing is so we, we've got a really tough screening process. So to get on our website means you're a great mm-hmm. casino. Yeah. Right. So we we get it's so we, like it's never been easier to launch a gambling website. Um, we get a lot of emails every week, people who want to work with us. And, mm-hmm. and we have to politely decline and, and, and send them on their way. So to get on our website is a, is a huge step anyway. And then it's not about how much you're getting, how much we're getting paid. It's always about the user has selected, they want to play slot games and they mm-hmm. want, they've got 10 euros to play with. And the bonuses... So the, what we do is, so every, so for anybody who doesn't realize, every casino or sports betting website has what's called welcome offers or welcome bonuses. Yeah, yeah, for new, for new users. For new right? customers. They're very focused on bringing in new customers. So the welcome offer could be something like uh, 50 free spins on this game, 100% match deposit bonus up to 100 euros. What we do is we, we take all of that and we break it down into its components in our back end. We also read all the terms and conditions because there's always there's always sneaky terms and conditions. There is always a catch. There's, there's no free money in the internet. Yeah, uh, of course. Not anymore. And our tool takes all of that. So when you say, right, I want to play this game and I've got 10 euros, we then calculate from our back end, okay, the best place for you to play are these. And we've ranked them based on how many spins you're going to get or how much value you're going to get for your... So we, we think in terms of gameplay, um, how much value you're going to get for that 10 euros. And that's so it's really a case of the better their offers, the better they're going to be. So the more value we can provide our users, the higher the brand is on our on our website. So we're providing, we're fulfilling our promise to play with more. And then the revenue takes care of itself. Yeah, so I always said that, you know, uh, money is a kind of side effect of passion and drive and so forth. So if if you focus on money you, in like short term, you could be making a lot more. But long term, you'll be always and look. You, you, you look. You can you can do all the right things and still be incredibly unlucky. Um, there's always a luck element to these things. Um, our timing. You can have a, the world's best idea, but you're just. And I've I've seen this too late. I've seen this. This happened to me personally. Brilliant idea. Five years too early. Uh, or do you, I think in Silicon Valley they call it product market fit. I think that's the new trendy way to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. which is just a polite way of saying, does anybody care? And I thought it was great. All my friends told me I'm great, and that just shows what great friends they are, uh, <laughs> rather than how great the idea was. But when you test it, nobody gives a shit. Um, yeah. So, it, but you know, we, we've obviously got a proven business model, uh, so we're not kind of reinventing comparison websites or people looking for bonuses. That that's proven. Uh, we're just doing it. Or trying to better than others. Well, look, we're, we're putting our spin on it. I, I, I never like to. Um, like our competitors do other stuff that we don't do. There's there's some great stuff happening out there. Basically, your own sauce, right? You're yeah. doing it we're, we're, like, we're, like everybody's selling pizza, right? I mean, but you still go to different places. There is your favorite place and so that, forth. That's a very because good somebody idea. puts. 
yeah, somebody puts a good spin on it. Maybe there is basilic that they put, or maybe the, the tomato sauce is a bit different, or maybe it's a nice, you know, support stuff, it's, right? It's the there atmosphere. is always cheerful yeah, and positive. Yeah, it's the atmosphere, or it's convenient, or um, but no, look, I, I think that's a very good way to put it. So we we don't really spend a lot of time worrying about our competitors. Uh, we know they're good. We know they're working hard. We just really focus on our roadmap and how we think we can bring more value because um, it's also quite easy to end up chasing so you're like oh my god these guys have done that we should do that and, oh my god these guys have done that we should do that and you kind of end up zigzagging around and you're chasing a lot of stuff and maybe it works maybe it doesn't work it probably doesn't um, so it, we, we yeah we take inspiration but we we really focus on our own Good, good. That's amazing. And um, before we wrap up, so far, this been like really, really good episode. For me personally, I've learned a lot and I really thank you for your time. But before we wrap up, um, what what is like, how can I say, what would be the optimal product for affiliate marketing, right? So if my margins are like 2%, maybe it's not very good for affiliate marketing or like wh what kind of product would fit affiliate marketing model the best or, or i would say would be you know optimized for affiliate marketing obviously we talked about software and so forth and you mentioned maybe a product that doesn't require a lot of interaction well, well, well that's well that that's more looking at it from a if i was an affiliate starting out where would i start out if i was an advertiser and i had a low margin product there's still loads of options and yeah. oh yeah because it's like if you've let's say you're selling like TVs and it's got a, a low margin electronics yeah, or something like margin. like razor thin margins, but but then you make up for it in volume, and but the affiliate is used to that, so the affiliate know so the the affiliates you'll be dealing with will be the guys with millions of users or visitors to their website. So there's yeah. there's a scale like if you think of it like a, a Walmart versus your your massive supermarket hypermarket versus your local corner store. Um, mm -hmm. they're operating on very different business models. So it's pilot high, sell it cheap versus, you know, we're convenient, so we're going to charge you a bit more. Um, so I, I'd never worry about what the product, what, what the industry was or what the product was. It's more about the finding the affiliate that if we go back to the secret sauce, do they have traffic mm -hmm. or a community? Uh, can they add value? So it could be the the in-depth product review. It could be the comparison. Yeah. It could be the um, alerting their new users to the there's a deal or there's a discount or whatever the value. Add. And you'll know it for your own industry. I'm just trying to get some generic ones. You'll know it for your own products in your own industry. But if if they're actually adding a value uh, and they have an audience of some description, um, then it's just a case of okay. Can you know, and and you've got your conversion funnel tidied up and ready to go, then it's there. There's no reason not to do business. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel that uh, affiliate marketers are expecting like crazy commissions, and I kind of, like when I go to um, aggregate platforms, everybody's competing, you know, for the same publishers, and they're trying to offer as good of a deal as possible. Sure, but if you've got a, but it, but but this, but then it goes back to, have you invested in your brand, mm. right? So you could have, like, if there's, okay, let, let's say you've got a, let's say you've got some sort of electronics comparison table, right? So there's like, a, yeah. there's a Sony, there's a Philips, 
there's a I don't know I'm thinking TVs in my head right so you got a couple of big name brands Samsung, Samsung or yeah, LG or something yeah, yeah Samsung LG Sony you've got those three and um, and then you've got some random Chinese manufacturer names right yeah and the specs are twice as good the price is fifty percent less are you going to pick any of those or are you going to pick one of the brands that you know right you're going to be a yeah. very brave person to pick one of the brands you don't know or have never heard of or you know it's in bad english or whatever it is right it's a type it looks like a typo um so investing in your brand investing in your product have a product that people want um you know th- these kind of things as well you can cut through you can also cut through in other ways with with affiliates in terms of um it's not like like i said earlier on it's not all about the money like if you can show up with maybe exclusive content, uh, mm-hmm. if you've got a marketing department, can they create extra assets or custom assets, custom landing pages, uh, invite the affiliate to your office, to your store, to your factory? Um, like what else can you do that's not your normal, hey, here's a link, here's a banner ad, crack on, um, that can add value to their users? Um yeah. So you can compete in a lot of ways that doesn't come down to money. Um, that's actually probably relatively easy for the advertiser to do, um, but could be very hard for the affiliate. So it could be like a, you know, we'll we'll link to your website. Yeah, um, yeah. it could be we we fly you to our uh, to our headquarters. You know, yeah, exactly. Your private tour, You're, so you get like an awesome video out of it. Yeah, and so meet, forth. meet the CEO. Do do this that. Like, there's loads of things you could do that's not money related. That a builds a relationship, provides value added mm-hmm. um, content or services. Um, like custom custom creative works great. Custom landing pages. Uh, yeah, there's loads you could do that, that even if you are a smaller brand you've got a smaller budget you can definitely um, outwork the, the bigger guys yeah so again um, if I sum it up you have to do your homework and you have to go that extra mile for the affiliates that you work with because that will go a long way agreed so it, it, it in the end everybody's making money they have to pay, uh, pay you know salaries and you know pay bills and all that but it comes down to a relationship in the end if everything else is equal you will always stick with the advertiser that you've known who pays on time and treats you well right uh, so don't underestimate cash flow so if you're if you're an advertiser that pays on 90 days or your advertiser that pays on seven days like it's if you can be a smaller brand and have a huge competitive advantage over your bigger like don't underestimate an affiliate's cash flow and how important it is uh, particularly if they're buying media um, yeah it's a, again it's another just do the basics really well that, that that's the summary yeah as with everything when it comes to digital marketing right exactly. handle the basics well and then if you have some time and extra cash you can do those fancy growth hacking techniques that everybody talks about i was <laughs> i was so yeah? i remember the first time i read growth hacking and i'm like uh, somebody <laughs> I, I got contacted about a job and i'm like what's a growth hacker and i'm reading through the job <laughs> description and i went oh it's marketing oh okay now i understand yeah yeah it, yeah so even the growth hackers that actually like that are actually well known and written books and so forth they just say like hey growth hacking 
you know, if we're honest about it, it's 80% you are just doing the boring stuff, but you're doing it really well. And 20% you are just testing more crazy ideas. That's exactly, you know, that's exactly that. That's just basically it. And it's the day job. And that's growth hacking. But again, it became sexy, right? And oh, everybody it's talks of course. About, and yeah. we're marketing. Growth marketing. Yeah, uh, growth hacking and all that and it looks good in a cv right uh, i growth hacked my company to a bankruptcy <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you can always put a nice pin on it you know sure sure Brilliant. yeah but fintan i just want to say huge thank you this has been a pleasure you're such a cheerful and positive person it's it's a, such a pleasure to talk to you and uh, thank you for your time you're too kind and again guys remember bonusfinder.com that's Fintan's company. So if you're interested in gambling, want to get, you know, most value for your cash. Yeah. yeah or look, if you want to connect on LinkedIn, just find me on LinkedIn. Super easy. Um, I also co-host the Gambling Files podcast. Uh, so it's an industry focused uh, podcast as well. Um, but look, always feel free to drop me a note on LinkedIn. Say hello. Uh, happy to answer any questions or do any follow up as well. Awesome. Okay. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. And you will find the links in the description box below. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Fintan, again. Thanks, Thank man. you. Cheers.